morning, saints, and good morning, sinners. That's all of us this morning. We're either a saint or a sinner, right? Uh, am I on? Okay, great. Um, you know, this world is a tough place, right? Uh, people are trying to find their way. People are trying to find their way from the sins of addictions, from the feelings of hopelessness. Well, maybe some of us have been there. And some of us have the pressure to exceed in this world, and we allow that to get the best of us. Uh, this morning we're going to talk about disciples and why they don't judge, why they're not mean to people, point simply. See, the church has always been a hospital for sinners, not a museum for saints. You know, the church today is under attack for not being perfect. Can you imagine that? We get called hypocrites. We get called all kinds of names because we're not perfect. In fact, sometimes we're mean. Sometimes... Uh, we don't act very Christian. But the truth is, we don't have to be. We don't have to be perfect because Christ is perfect. 1 Corinthians 5, 7, Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Christ was the only one that was perfect. And we can't pretend like we are. That's the point of this morning. One of our acts of worship that sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, is confessing our sins publicly. And I hope that each of us, we're going to talk a little bit later about that, are confessing our sins to God. We have sins in our life. But sometimes it's hard. Because what we're saying to God is, we're sorry. Now, I want you to think over the past week, have you had to say you're sorry? Like over the past month. Now, the problem is, saying sorry today is a sign of weakness. We don't want to apologize. We don't want to be wrong. But the fact is, we are. And sometimes we don't even mean it. We hurt somebody's feelings. We we say something we shouldn't. You know, the one that kind of irritates me is when I see someone yelling at a cashier at a store. I don't know if I, I, I repeat myself too. Uh, so I'm sorry if I've shared this. You know, when I'm in a store and I see a cashier getting screamed at by a customer, sometimes I have to say something. I just, I can't take it. I really can't. Uh, we were at Target about a year ago, and this cashier was getting yelled at, I mean cursed at. And uh, this lady had the nerve to ask me what I thought. <laughs> uh, so I told her she was wrong. She shouldn't be doing that. Uh, she should leave. And then I told the cashier that she didn't have to put up with that. Uh, and we don't have to. People need to learn how to say sorry. Christians need to stand up for one another even if they're not a Christian. We stand up for people. Uh, sometimes we act a lot more like sinners than we do saints. And guess what? 
That's okay. God doesn't demand perfection from us. Now, he does demand we probably should be doing something with our faith, right? We can't stand still. We have to be going towards what we call sanctification. But the truth is, no one is righteous. So I'm going to focus on just the very first part of the sentence. It's not even a complete sentence. He says, he also told this parable to someone who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and looked down on everyone else. Now, this opening statement just kind of cracks me up. That there's someone that, you know, there's always somebody that thinks they are righteous. That they are perfect. And we have that within the church too. I'm not, I'm not judging anybody here this morning, of course. Right? But we always have that one person, no matter where you are, what relationship you have. I had it in school especially, I remember. That one person that just thought they were better than everybody else. It drives me crazy. Here we are. Galatians 3.28 makes it very clear for us. There is no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, for all one in Christ Jesus. We are all equal in the eyes of the Lord. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you sound like. I don't care where you came from. In the eyes of God, we are the same. And when we go to heaven, we're going to be the same. We all are born into this world the same way, and we all die the same way. doesn't matter. I can tell you, I don't, I don't care what earthly possessions I have. I just hope one day when I die, I'll be surrounded by family members. Right? That is tragic when someone passes away and they have no one. They've, they've got rid of their whole family. Uh, God uh, does not care anything about what we think of ourselves. We are all made in his image. Uh, we're told that in Genesis, that God created man in his image. And, you know, I don't care what part of life, there is one thing that everyone has similar. Rich, poor, educated, uneducated, uh, problems. Everybody has problems. Uh, and that's one of my great pleasures of being a pastor. Like, there are people that I get to talk to that I would never in any other way get to talk to them. And in any other way would they ever come to me, a young kid, and tell me their problems. But that's one of the joys of my job. Um, I just cannot imagine as a young person or a person during the times of Jesus going to Jesus, a well-known rabbi, and telling him that I was righteous. But again, that's me judging that person, right, in the Bible. I'm judging right there. So I really like, and I said it this morning, I really like this idea since we're talking, it's Reformation Sunday and we talked a little bit about Luther. Luther said we were both saint and sinner at the same time. That there's something in us that is going to draw us to sin. And you know, he was a, a monk. And he would go to confession and he would, he would tell the priest, you know, I, I just feel horrible. I'm a sinner. What can I do about it? And the priest would give him, a, give him something to do. So I would kind of earn off his sin, you know, his guilt. And every time he would come back for more and more. And he felt so guilty. 
They even say Luther might have whipped himself because he felt the guilt of his sin. But he came back and he said, there's nothing I can do. I can't earn off my sin. I can't make myself feel better for what I do. Uh, and so he came with this idea that we are both saint and sinner. I think we often need a reminder that we are guilty of sin. Uh, that word itself in today's world has kind of gone out the window. Sin. We don't like to talk about it. Uh, but we, we learn in our next few verses here that we must repent of our sins. Now, that's a little bit of a heavy topic this morning. I'm sorry. That's uh, what our scripture is, though. Two men went up to the temple complex to pray, and one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. And the Pharisee took his stand and was praying like this. Now, just imagine someone doing this. God, I thank you that I'm not like other people. <laughs> Can you imagine praying to God like this? Greedy, unrighteous, adulterers, or even like that tax collector who I just cannot stand. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of everything I get. Now, I, I certainly have met people that say all these things, but not pray. <laughs> but the tax collector standing far off would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but kept striking his chest and saying, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Now, you guys can preach for me here. I mean, the, the text is so straightforward, what's going on in this story. And it parallels so much of what Jesus tells us in the New Testament. But I, I kind of think in modern terms, like how would this play out? Can you imagine someone praying? Here's some sentences for you. God, thank you I'm not a jerk like my boss. It's so mean. God, thank you that I'm so good looking. I'm like those people. God, thank you I'm so, I, I'm not so dumb, but smart. God, thank God I'm not as poor as those people. I couldn't live like that. Look at that small house they live in. Are Christians even assaulting other churches? My goodness, how ridiculous is that? You know, and I'm guilty. I'm just as guilty on some of these things. You know, I, I won't say what things, but I said, I, I'll never be that type of pastor. I'll never be at that type of church. You know? I'll never go to that school. My goodness, only those type of people go there. I mean, it's ridiculous. But the sinner, the tax collector, does it right. He says very clearly, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Can we imagine a, a tax collector having it right? You know, I, I don't like them. I, I really don't like tax collectors. <laughs> I had to call the one down in Hendry County on our house because they tripled our taxes because we're not living in it. And, uh, but you know what? She was a nice lady. I have to admit. Uh, I cast judgment all the time. Did you guys know that there is a Christian lawyer association? I thought that was an oxymoron. I really did. I really, really did. You know, 
I, I went to a small group, and the guy leading the small group was a, a judge, and he was part of this organization. He says, yeah, there's a Christian Lawyer Association. You know? We don't have a time. I, we're not Roman Catholic, right? We, we don't have a confessional booth in the back where every Sunday you come and you confess your sins. And then I tell you, you know, God have mercy on you. Maybe give you a, something to do, a, a prayer to pray. But that doesn't mean we should stop confessing. Just because you're not going to the priest. We have to go before God on our knees as the tax collector. We have to say, God, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And maybe you need to confess your sins to someone else. Maybe you've sinned against someone else. Maybe you've said something mean or hurtful. And you need to say, I'm sorry. And again, I, I'm just as guilty as everyone. I, I thought this was an alarming stat. So 69% of Americans disagree that sin deserves punishment, essentially. So we have the commandments. We have that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. But 69% of Americans say, throw it out the window. We don't need to confess. We don't... We don't have sin in our life. Now, what I'm saying is, all sin is equal in the eyes of God. There's no greater sin besides blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Now, we're told in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But yet, 69% of Americans say, don't worry about it. Now, I don't know, maybe that's pretty alarming fact, uh, so I don't know where we all stand as a congregation, uh, but the point here is we have to be, have repentant hearts. We have to go before God, the creator of the universe. Why? So that he'll forgive us. So that he will forgive us. It says in verse 14, our last verse of the morning, and I tell you, this one went down to his house justified. See, the cross justifies us. Rather than the other, because everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. So that's a nice way of saying, if you think you're righteous, God's going to put you on your knees. And let me tell you, he does. But the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Oh my goodness. That's a, that's a sermon right there. How often does God humble those who need to be humbled? And those dear saints of the church, that's dear people that do his work, God lifts up. You know, I've done a lot of funerals. Uh, my first year of ministry, I did at least one or two funerals a month. For my first call, my first appointment. Um, and those people who were humble and served Christ in this church, let me tell you, those funerals were uplifting, were joyful. But those people that, I don't know, 
didn't really care about those around them were sad. So I've had sad funerals and happy funerals. I, I hope that when I die, I hope it's a good, joyful place. You know, I'm from New Orleans, or right around there, and we party at our funerals, right? We have a, a, a party, we really do. And uh, it's always a joy to celebrate life. Um, but we can celebrate life when we have the forgiveness that God is talking about in these verses. So some translations say this, verse 13. God, turn your wrath from me, a sinner. Now let me tell you, so when I, when I started at Bible college, it's really horrible. This is all horrible. Insights, I'm kind of share. But you, get, you pick up key words. And then based on those key words, you can tell right away when you listen to a sermon what type of pastor it is. And let me tell you, when I heard wrath in a sermon, I already have a judgment. I already know what type of pastor. I already know where their theology is going. It's horrible. Uh, I'm judge, a judgmental. And I have to tell you, I would choose often to just turn off the sermon uh, and not listen to it. I, I think of a fundamentalist. But the truth is, God does have wrath. God has wrath because he loves us. God does judge us because he loves us. If we're parents, most of us have been parents or grandparents or our aunts or uncles. You've had kids somewhere. And if we just allow our children just to do whatever they want all the time, when they grow up, it doesn't turn out well, typically. I've watched it. I have a family member who's done this, and their son, my goodness, he needs to go to military school. That's where he needs to go. And uh, we all admit it as a family, even the mom. So um, we have to understand that God loves us so much that he wants to correct us. And uh, I think of this, though. I mean, if you scroll through Facebook, there's uh, videos often of uh, this judge in New Jersey, I believe. And uh, it's an older guy. Like, I think he's in his 80s. And he often gives uh, those that come before him compassion. Uh, you know, there'll, there'll be somebody come up and they'll have $500 in speeding fines. And then he finds out, well, they were on the way to get their chemo treatment. Or they were on their way to see a loved one that, you know, was coming home from uh, serving overseas or something like that. And he was famous well before Facebook put him on there. But he often gives compassion to those that don't deserve it, really. Yet you, you speeded, you passed the stop sign, you deserved the fine, right? But this judge shows compassion. And I know many people, uh, the judge that we know told us in his position, he often sees uh, grandchildren now of people that have gotten in trouble with the law. And he is trying to help these families from his position as the judge. Now, how often do you hear that? I, I don't know. I don't know what it is here in our county. But I will tell you that there are people that have compassion. So when I'm thinking of Jesus, and I'm thinking of the way he takes our judgment upon himself, 
why would I not in humility be grateful every single day? Every day I wake up grateful that he has shown compassion. See, uh, we have to stop (laughs) judging people, including me. Because we're told here in the Bible, that's why we're in church, Matthew 7, 2, you'll be judged in the same way you judge others. You'll be measured in the same way you measure others. My goodness, I'm in trouble. I better go before Jesus right now and say, God, you know, I, I really messed up. We need to evaluate where we are personally on this area of our faith. We need to ask as a church, where are we personally? Are we judging people? And as a community, because I don't believe, you know, we leave our faith here at church. We, we bring it out to the, the community, and I think we do a good job that, of that here. But we need to evaluate how judgmental we are. Don't be that person. Don't be the person that people don't like to be around because they feel they have to be perfect. And it's not that we ought not to judge. It's that Jesus tells us that we cannot judge as disciples. It's not multiple choice. We, we can't, it's not a buffet. We can't pick and choose what we want. Uh, and we can't ask for forgiveness and say, you know, tomorrow I'll do the same thing over and over again. When we ask for forgiveness, it's because we want to change our life. Now, I get it. You know, especially, you know, folks stuck in addictions. Say, God, I'm, I'm sorry I keep messing up. And, and I think he understands that. I do. But we should be working on our lives as Christians. Uh, and again, I, I love all of you. I care about you. This is the, the scripture that was chosen from me this morning. It's a tough passage. And I am really guilty of it. Um, as I shared a little bit. So this is our commission as a church this morning. Our commission is to be a place, a congregation of people, continuing to be a congregation of people that love everybody that comes through these doors. That when someone comes in these doors, they feel love. And let me tell you, I I feel love here. Um, We need to be a people that out in the community, they wonder, why are you so nice to me? Why don't you care that I, I look ridiculous? <laughs> Why don't you care that I think differently than you? You know, Republicans and Democrats being friends, can you believe that? Different sides of the aisle. Nobody cares. Because we put Christ first. Right? We, we, don't, we don't judge. Now, as believers, absolutely Once you get to church, we have to hold each other accountable, 100%. You see a brother or sister falling into temptation, you need to go to them and say, you need to fix this. You need to go apologize. You need to say sorry, whatever it is. We have to do that as the church. But don't do it out of judgment. You have to come from a place of love. 
So let's be that church this morning. Let's continue to be the church of love that Christ has called us to be. Let us pray. Almighty God, you told us this morning the parable of the tax collector and the Pharisee. God, as the pastor of this church, I too could be the Pharisee sometimes. God, I ask for your forgiveness and mercy. God, that because I, I know I cannot do it on my own. I am a sinner in need of a Savior. God, help us as First United Methodist Church be the church of love. To be the church that does not cast judgment because people look differently than we do, because they talk differently than we do, they, they have less money or more money than we do. God, help us. Help us lead a life towards you, towards sanctification. God, have mercy on us sinners this morning. God, we thank you for your holy word. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.